Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Hugh Ballou, live again on the 318th episode. We haven't been giving numbers, but now we're up in the stratosphere with some really good shows. So Hugh Ballou, host of the Nonprofit Exchange, founder of Center Vision Leadership Foundation, where we transform leaders, transforming organizations, transforming lives. Today, our special guest is Jessica Koch. And Jessica has, has just a lot of really good experience to share. And it's around the topic of marketing. So Jessica, welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. And tell us a little bit about who you are. So I am Jessica Koch, and I am the Italian mother of seven. Uh, I have been speaking nationally for about 25 years and internationally for four. I do own a sales and marketing consulting firm, and we also have another division where we have virtual assistants, and I've done a lot of work around um, marketing and business cost savings, out-of-the-box funding, out-of-the-box marketing. Uh, you know, ways to bring revenue in. Um, our tagline is uh, um, grow your profits from seed to orchard. You know, sell more, spend less, but you can't tend an orchard with your own two hands. And I think that really applies to our audience here with nonprofits, right? They they really need to um, bring in more resources to support their cause and spend as little as possible to operate themselves and function and get their message across and really reach the world. And they can't do that with their own two hands. They really do need um, that that extra team uh, to support them. So Seed to Orchard is, is our, our concept. You are so brilliant at that, and I'm so pleased to have you as a guest today. And I, I learn every week. I'm getting ready to learn a whole bunch more today. Now, we adopt what I call myths when we hear the word nonprofit. First, that we can't make a profit. Secondly, another myth is we can't market because we're not selling. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do people know about the impact we have on, on lives and communities with our work? So marketing, I think, is an essential piece. So define what marketing is and why it's important for nonprofits to have a really good marketing program. Well, for me, I think of marketing, like you said, on a couple of different levels for a marketing or for a nonprofit or for a cause organization. The very first and the most important one is the people who need your service. So you're passionate about something and you're providing some sort of service to some sort of group or organ or 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 individuals that need something, right? Whether it's they need, edu you know, adult education, or or do they need food, or do they need resources for school supplies, or you know, every cause has its main focus and mission. And the very first challenge is getting out there to the people who need to use your service. So that's its own form of marketing and awareness. And it's it, it has a different feel. You have a different approach. And then the second piece that you really need to, to make an important impact on the world with is to let other people know what you're doing so that they can jump on and become ignited with this passion and this desire to support your cause in some 
manner, either with time, treasure, talent, or all three, right? That you need volunteers, you need philanthropists, you need people um, who are going to help you reach more, do more than you can on your own to serve this group of people that your passion and your purpose for your organization, why it came into being, right? Why was it born? And who are those people you want to serve? You need all those things. You need resources. You need people. You need other people. You need to ignite that excitement and that desire to support these people inside other people who are looking for their their uh, are their cause to lift up arms with too. You know, people are often looking for some a deeper meaning to life, or what's the point, and what will make my life more powerful. When they find that cause in their community or globally, that they can tie themselves to they also tie some of their identity to it and their energy and their excitement it gives them purpose and often you know people as they retire are looking to get truly much more involved in something because their families have you know don't need them as much anymore right they're they're not nine to five at a job all the time and they're not raising small children anymore and they're you know they have this space in their life um, to do something truly fulfilling and exciting to them. But if you don't, you know, tap on their window and reach them with your message and what your cause is, they're never going to know that yours is what they want to um, roll up their sleeves and give their most precious asset really is their time and their money uh, to be involved in. So marketing really touches all those pieces. And, um, we tend to underestimate the value of that. And really, it's so important for people to know the results. And so presenting as this is the impact we've had, that's what keeps donors donating. It attracts donors, yeah. but it keeps them donating and can help you even uh, apply and attract sponsors and grant money to do the work that you're doing. So Absolutely. We're, we're working really hard, Jessica, and sometimes we're working harder than we ought to be because mm -hmm. we have systems in place. So what do you say to the nonprofit leader? So I'm too busy to do this marketing. So what do you say to that? Well, I mean, even as a nonprofit, um, so whether you're for-profit, not-for-profit or a nonprofit, you need to have some sort of business plan and marketing plan. And with the plan comes a schedule. So here, I mean, here's one of the things I always say, if, if you're not there, they can't find you. If you don't tell them, they cannot know. If you do not schedule it, it will not happen, right? These th three things are true for any level of success in anything, right? And so you must have a plan of how you are going to go about achieving whatever your goal is in this organization. And with that plan needs to be a schedule. And part of that schedule is got to incorporate marketing. Otherwise, no one who needs you will ever know that you exist and no one who wants to give you or be a part of you will ever know you exist. So it'll be a pretty lonely organization uh, of you by yourself if marketing is not scheduled into the plan. <laughs> and we tend to complain Yeah, you've, you've hit some real important topics here. I want to highlight a couple. We are in fact running a business. It's not a for profit business is a for purpose business. Yes. We need to install really good, sound business principles, one of which is having a really good marketing plan, plan, which you pointed out is 
you can't start from scratch. You need, we create a strategic plan, which incorporates the business plan, but it's also an operational plan. So once you have that, you can do a funding plan and a marketing plan because mm -hmm. we know where you're going, you know, the objectives and you know that how, what stories you need to tell. So there's different elements and we tend to shy away from all of those as nonprofit leaders. There's PR, mm -hmm. there's marketing, and there's sales. And we say, oh, no, we don't sell. Wait a minute. When you're convincing somebody to donate, that's sales. When you're convincing somebody to join your board, that's sales. Now, we call it different things, but it's really selling is informing somebody, you know, there's a connection with a need and what they have. And then they make an informed decision to say, hmm, I want that. So it's not a bad thing that we convince people to participate. Actually, it's under the umbrella of philanthropy. It's mm -hmm. the love of humankind, time, talent, and money, which you mm -hmm. very clearly articulated. So what is our hang up about doing this outreach? What's, what's, the, what's the reason we don't do it, do you think? I think part of why people think they don't have time is because they don't understand what, what, what's involved. What are the steps I have to take? And for each of those steps, what is the time commitment? Um, because if you don't really understand something, it's pretty easy to say, I don't have time for that because you don't understand what steps you need to take and how long is it going to take you, right? So I think deciding that, you know, one, you know, two hours a day or one hour a day or 20 minutes a day or two hours a week or whatever it is that you decide upon is going to be what you're focused on for marketing. And then knowing what you're supposed to do in that time every day or every week, however you've allocated it. Um, I mean, I, and we're talking as if this is a one-man show. And in a lot of nonprofits, they, they start out as the person with the vision and the one-man show. Um, and, and so if you start with that mindset and then you can expand on that time and that schedule and that commitment as you expand with volunteers and, and employees and outsourcing some of those tasks, then you can even do and achieve more. But the very first thing is you need to know when is it going to happen on your schedule? And then what are you going to do in that time that you've, you've created space for? So. Let's do some tactical um, conversations about the tactical. So there's some ways that the nonprofit might be spreading the word about its organization that they haven't thought of. So give right. us some ideas of ways that we can actually spread the word. Well, it's interesting when we st to start there because one big piece that people forget uh, to incorporate before they jump into where am I marketing this? And even looking at, you should look at and take a st step back and what's on your website and do, and if you have a Facebook page or whatever it is you're doing right now to tell people that you exist, you should be looking at the words you're using. Because one of the key things people forget is the personality types of those different individuals that they're marketing to, right? So the person who needs your service needs to hear one message um, in one in one manner, right? And then the people who are 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 lining up to give money and and get involved and become your passionate you know soldiers uh, 
marching out on your cause need to hear a different message. So you need to be speaking both those messages, but also incorporating the values of different personality types. Often the writer of the website or the writer of the social media post or whatever will pull from their own without this. It's just instinct as human beings. We're going to pull from the values that matter most to us and speak those words and that language only. The problem with that is, you know, in all of the different science and study on personalities and personality tests and, you know, DISC and, and all that jazz, because we are talking about selling too. So some of these are, um, uh, more focused for sales personality tests, but there's so many of them. The, the boils down to there is legit science that this is this is a fact. And there are a couple of categories, typically four in just about any of these personality types you look at. And making sure that you're integrating language that speaks to all the different personality types, both for the people you're trying to serve and give this service to and, and support, and to the personality types and the messaging that you're giving out to the people you want to be your soldiers and march with you for this wonderful cause um, to to win your your fight against whatever it is, right? You know, people being hungry or people not having resources they need or whatever it is. And those philanthropists too, that you're speaking, uh, you have to speak a language. When you're speaking to philanthropists, you're often speaking to people who have a really great relationship with money. And they, they also use a lot of financial terms. So thinking out just about now human personality types, but also think about the terms that would matter to them. The return on investment to our community would be the, the, the financial growth and compounding success of this mission will be when you invest your dollars. You must speak the language of the people who have money, who are giving. And you also want to speak the language of the people who are giving their time differently and the people who need you differently. So you're talking to different audiences and figuring out that messaging is a really important piece that gets missed. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. You know, we tend to describe things how we see them, and it doesn't yeah. always connect with people that are outside yeah. the bubble we're in. Yeah. So I I continually hear that half of marketing budgets are wasted, but we don't know which half. And as a, <laughs> as a recovering Scottish Presbyterian, you know, we're frugal. That's what we say. Other people say, how do we how do we get more mileage? How do we uh, how do we um, make cost-effective ways of reaching more people because we are in fact stewards of other people's money. Yes. So starting with really good messaging and thinking about those audiences this is the first piece. The other piece that's really kind of exciting is collaborations. There are lots of ways to collaborate with. So if you're if, if you have a Facebook page um, and a Facebook group I would very much go look for other Facebook groups and other Facebook pages that have a large following that are that have um, that maybe aren't necessarily my exact same cause, but speak to the people who would need our cause. So, for example, if we were doing something in the space of um, autism, maybe there's a mother's large mother's groups or family groups or, you know, something that you would be reaching people 
who have children or who have people in their lives that maybe this is a challenge that they're facing and they don't have the resources. So you reach out to the owner of this Facebook group. You don't just join the group and spam the group. You join the group and you build a collaborative relationship with this person who has a thousand, five thousand, a hundred thousand people in their group. And then you learn ways to collaborate and edify one another. You know, you you offer to share in your newsletter and your reach out something interesting that their group is doing or they've achieved. Um, and then you then uh, find ways to maybe suggest that they also invite you to maybe speak live on, on their Facebook page and their group or, you know, share information about a way that they can participate in your next run or gala or wrapping paper sale or whatever it is you're doing to support this cause and provide resources and give awareness. So collaborations is one of the most cost-effective ways that people are missing um, in uh, marketing, right? So building these relationships and having a, a, a plan of what you can actually do to support one another and get your information in front of other people's eyeballs that would matter for your audience is a really important step. You're preaching my song. You're singing my song. I love it. Collaboration <laughs> is essential for the yeah. future of nonprofits because yeah. We were lazy spending too much money and all these things when we could really slash the budget and get more traction. So speaking about the budget, how do we create revenue for marketing? It's important and there's some free marketing, but there's some things we should pay for to really get traction at, well, really net and revenue coming back to us, correct? Well, yes. I mean, one thing is, um, especially if you're looking for sponsors and you're looking for um, philanthropists, right? So sponsors and givers and donors um, and for that, from that perspective, something interesting you can do is research, have some research done. So one of the things you do is you pay someone else to do this research, right? You get a virtual assistant or someone to do the research on the companies and the organizations that have funding or grants or might be open to uh, supporting your next events or being a sponsor on your website or being whatever it is you have that you're offering them that's going to bring actual dollars in. Uh, as well as creating blogs. So there's lots of different things a virtual assistant can do for you. They can research, they can reach out, and then they can, on your behalf, so you can build a draft email, they, they can even make phone calls, they can do all these things to say, hey, this is what our cause is, we, we're, we're hoping you might be interested, here's three levels of sponsorship we're offering for our next event, here's how we'll feature you, you know, are you open to that? And if you have someone, a small army of other people pushing that out, those are marketing dollars you're using in order to get money back in the door. Um, and sometimes it's just about re re also researching some of the larger organizations within your neighborhood that have an annual budget of this much for local marketing reason, from local cause reasons. And once it's gone, it's gone. And then it resets, right? So doing the research on who to contact there and how to find out about it and how to get your hands on it and how to apply for it. That's another thing a virtual assistant can do for you that's very time consuming. That is also a huge return on investment when you do it and you actually receive some of that grant funding, right? Um, there was a question. Did you want me to answer the question? No, that was, that was, and I'm thinking, I just recently did an event 
And I even reached out to the media for in-kind sponsorships. Oh, yeah. And so there's people that would pay for it. But sometimes I got a two-for-one. Sometimes I got a free run paying for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes promoting their product or service, um, they ran some like billboards. They ran some free billboards for me. Well, and that's the other thing. Think about who gives to you. So if you have a lot of businesses that give to you, think about what does that business need, right? Maybe that business needs um, uh, social media training or consulting or something like that, right? And if you work and again, collaborate with someone who has a really great training program or an online course or something that would give benefit to the business owner that's supporting you and you can become an affiliate of that. So for example, I have affiliate programs, American Cancer Society, Hospice, several other nonprofits have been affiliates to some of my online classes and they offer them to the business community and that supports them and they buy it. They get something great that they need and the nonprofit gets money. It's a little bit better sometimes than wrapping paper and chocolates. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's another collaboration that you can have. Another one is having blogs written that have a lot of good keywords in it, there are places that will pay you for your article writing. So you pay a few dollars for the virtual assistant to write the article, you submit it up, this organization pays you for the article. And on the top of that, you're promoting your cause, you're talking about what your knowledge is, or your high level education is in that subject matter. It's like a I don't even know there's more than more wins than I can count in that scenario, right? Where money is a trickle of money is coming in, awareness is going out and you're not having to do all the work yourself. I mean, I don't know about you, but count the wins. It's a lot. (laughs) It's and yeah, and everybody wins. So it's either win-win or no deal and everybody wins. We just don't want to, we don't know how to frame the questions and to think about presenting it as a win-win, even in this collaboration, which is, essential for what we need to do is define what collaboration means, define what everybody's benefit is, and define what your contribution is. So I want to do two things. I want to talk about your training for virtual assistants, which people could also train volunteers or staff people in, mm-hmm. in their community. So social media, where does that fit in a marketing program? So social media is a necessary um, space our, our world is in today, in my opinion. If you're doing anything, you you need some, you don't have to be on every platform, but you do have to be on some and typically more than one. And there's great ways to use it uh, for for validating links, right? So one of the things to pay attention to is, you know, the the wizard of it all of Google and the SEO world, right? So if we had a wizard of Oz, a wizard of the internet, it probably would be Google. He's the great Oz behind the curtain. And we're all trying to figure out the algorithms and the SEO to get found and show up on pages and all this. And this is all a piece of it. And the interesting thing is if you do these collaborations with these different group owners and the things I'm suggesting, um, backlinks are something that can happen, meaning the person that has a website like me could promote your cause and, and have a hyperlink from my website to your website. Google loves that kind of collaboration. It's a validation of uh, it not being a spam link, right? It, it gives you credibility. Your links have more powerful credibility. And using social media platforms like LinkedIn and having your links of your website all the places there that they can be 
um, is super valuable too. And people miss a lot of the spots on platforms like that. So everything from LinkedIn to Alignable to Facebook to there's some really other cool ones that actually run and work as a fundraiser for your nonprofit. So you can ask me about those. Uh, that's another topic. Um, but um, those links having them strategically placed on all the places those platforms will let you really does something big for your own website, right? So the reason to leverage social media isn't just about, oh, can I make a post? Can I get followers? Can I get comments? Um, it's also for creating that strength of value for your search engine optimization, which is what SEO stands for. Um, and that is just really being findable on the, the, the layman's term is be findable when people Google your topic. And, and that's a super important piece of doing that. Um, the other thing that I like about social media is events. It's really important to have groups and events. Groups and events are the two places on any and all the platforms that offer it that allow you a more interactive space with your community, a place where they can talk to each other, they can talk to you, they can share success, they can share challenges. Um, and when you create events, even if it's just a, a podcast or a live stream on your page, make that into an event because it makes it, you have to make things easy for people. It makes it very easy for people to invite their following, right? They, with a click of a button, they can send a personal invitation to the people they're connected to. You want to make things easy for them. So that's one of the other reasons social media is super valuable to you is you give it the easy button to your followers and allow them to invite their world into your world. And that's what makes things viral. And that's what makes leveraging social media so powerful. That is brilliant. And it is social, uh, social media. So it's a two-way conversation. You've given us lots of tips. So I want to remind people that you can go to the nonprofit exchange, T-H-E, nonprofitexchange.org, O-R-G, you can find a general page about the podcast, click on past episodes. You can find this one with Jessica. And on that site, there'll be her website, which you can go there. And there's her email is posted at the bottom there. So you can send questions to her. You can comment on that. And you can also sign up for future podcasts so that you future episodes of the nonprofit exchange. So you get a reminder that there's something important going on every week. We learn, I learn things. People learn things. It's just great. And so there's a lot more to tell, but also on the page for your interview, either on where you have it on your podcast, or if you find it on our website, there'll be a link. So you can teach people and you have a simple program people could study. You could teach people how to empower their employees to do this stuff themselves. So they don't really have to spend a lot of money. So when they go to the website, where do they find those courses? It's under um, shop. Okay. And I will post the direct link on the, on the interview page. So you can go to the website or you can go to the interview page and we'll have a direct link uh, for Center Vision. So that you go right to the page for how do you learn how to do this? How does the leader get it off of their plate? Mm -hmm. Half of the nonprofit leaders are leaving now because they're burned out. Well, mm -hmm. don't burn out. Get it. There's people that want to do this, find them and tell them what you want to, the results are, and then train them. So Jessica, you bring a lot of resources to the nonprofit community. Thank you for doing that. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being our guest today on the Nonprofit Exchange.
it, it's been a lot of fun. And I, I hope you do reach out to me because I really love to support um, nonprofits any way that I can. So. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.